Brother, my my back buildings were just full of tools, everything. When I was working, I had kind of stuff. It's empty now. I've sold, I've sold almost everything that I have bought in 30-some-plus years uh, that I have collected in my garages um, just to keep this truck going. And, you know, and if that's not faith, you know, if that's not a positive yeah. faith, then, you know, there is none because I, I have hardly anything left that I can sell, um, you know, to to keep going. But you know what? I'll get by. Um, believe me, one way or another. That was West Virginia-based Chuck Timbrook you heard at the top. Speaking to the lengths to which he's gone in the last couple of years since heart surgery sidelined him from his trucking business, the lengths to which he's gone to keep a truck going, not in any commercial service any longer, but one that no doubt many of you will be familiar with, provided you've paid even scant attention to my Channel 19 blog at overdriveonline.com the last few years. I'm talking about the Blackout 1999 Freightliner Classic that Timbrook has turned into a rolling tribute to military veterans and a memorial to those who paid the ultimate price for their service to the country. I'm Todd Dills, this is Overdrive Radio, and in this edition we'll hear from Timbrook just a couple weeks out from Veterans Day, November 11th. We walked through the recent additions to Blackout Freightliner and Timbrook's formalizing of the operation as a nonprofit organization, some new involvement in NASCAR and other racing events for the driver, and more. Toward the end, too, a little audio from a talk I had with Wisconsin-based small fleet owner operator Rob Hellahan at That's a Big 10-4 on DC a couple of weeks back. About how in the last year he's brought in other owner operators leasing to his Hellahan transport business and has gone from one truck five over that time period. But first, here's Tim Brook, starting at the beginning really, when the blackout tribute rig began to first start taking shape in 2013. Well, at the time I had two trucks, uh, two trucks on the road, and um, so I started working on uh, this uh, truck that's called Blackout now. I started working on it uh, in 2013. And I just started to, uh, just got the idea to start, uh, start making a show truck out of it. And, um, okay. so I started, uh, with the paint, you know, I wanted to do the blacked out scenery and, and, um, of course at that time it was just pure black. There was no artwork on it or nothing. Um, right. it's pure black. And then of course, uh, my dad passed away. Uh, my dad passed away, and then I had a driver that drove for me. Uh, about two weeks after my dad passed away, he passed away. He was a Vietnam veteran, and oh, well. so I'm sitting on the couch one day, and I said, "You know, I'm just going to start building that memorial. You know, turn my truck into a memorial to uh, to honor the men and women who." Uh, never made it back home, you know, the PRWMIAs and uh, fallen on the battlefield. And um, that's where it started. And uh, 20, at the end of 2014, once you guys did the article. Yeah, that um, was just featuring uh, 
the truck when it was just black. There was nothing, uh, nothing had been done much beyond that sort of initial coat of uh, black paint, I think. And, yeah. Um, the, and then just kind of the idea of uh, continuing on with the project. And you were still running the truck, too, right? Yeah, I was working it four days a week. Um, yep. Actually, I was running for uh, Quad Graphics. Um, yep. I was pulling uh, four, you know, four, four to five days a week, and um, then in 2015, I moved from Quad Graphics over to uh, Maryland Paper and started hauling for. Uh, Maryland paper on cardboard four days a week, uh, seven hours a day. And, um, you know, as as I was working the truck on the weekends, I would continue um, building it, you know, doing what I wanted to do to it. And um, it was a hassle because of putting it together and tearing it back apart for work and then putting it together again. I mean, it... Um, it was a hassle, but it was, you know, well worth the hassle. And um, then one day I got a call from uh, the VA center and did the, uh, what they call the God Bless America ride and ended up at the VA center. And then... Uh, and that's there in uh, in your, uh, near your hometown, right? Yeah, the Martinsburg VA center and hospital. In May of 2016, I received the um, Veterans Seal from the United States Veterans Administration, uh, presented blackout the Veterans Seal of Support, uh, which was like a dedication. They actually had a lady from uh, the Veterans Administration uh, travel down with this. Uh, it's it's like a book, but it's a it's a um, I guess what you would say uh, an award type of uh, you know, it's like a bound seal, basically, something. yeah, yeah. And they presented that to me, and then and that uh, was that was after after that by that time you had uh, done several events with the truck at the uh, at the Martinsburg VA there, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean we. We did uh, Mother's Day, Father's Day, and Christmas every year since 2014. And uh, we were actually there on Mother's Day in May. We had just got done giving roses out to every woman in the VA center. And we were getting ready to pack up to head home. And they called my name and they stopped me. And the next thing I know, I'm getting... uh, get an award handed to me from the uh, Veterans Administration, and um, mm-hmm. I made it work, you know, that, that really made uh, really made it worth everything we were trying to do. Um, right. And then uh, it went on. I mean, and it's got yeah. I mean, a lot of changes to it. I mean, we just keep on adding and adding and adding, and, um, and it's really... Um, uh, the newest piece is the cross that's on it. Uh, that's the newest piece. How'd that get? How'd that come to be? Nice. Well, for our men and women who never made it home, they never got to receive anything. They never got to receive any medals. 
or, you know, they never got to receive, uh, you know, any type of service uh, medals. So I come up with this cross, and it's called the Remembrance Cross, and it's got Remember written right across the uh, center of the cross. And it's an award that Blackout carries for their sacrifice in honor of them. I had not seen the uh, the airbrushing on uh, on the tanks and what have you. While the cross was being done, um, I had a buddy of mine from Pennsylvania come down, and he actually did the soldier walking in the clouds with the American flag uh, blowing, you know, uh, beneath his feet. And um, he asked me why I wanted that, and I told him it was because of the cross. You know, of course, the cross wasn't quite done yet. And I said, you know, I said, this would be a perfect piece for that cross that's going to go right up from where the tank's at. And uh, he did a magnificent job on that, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I mean, he really did. Been, what is his name? Marvis Green. Yeah, Marvis Green. He um, he dedicated that work uh, on the truck, and uh, he just did a fabulous job. And then I think the other memorial on the back, uh, the uh, the fallen uh, or our POW MIA and our fallen memorial, that was already on there. I think from the last issue, right? It was between the time of being presented a commendation of thanks from the Veterans Administration the addition of the memorial back on the deck over the tandems where the fifth wheel would be. It was between those two events that Timbrook had a health scare and would see him in the hospital undergoing heart surgery with the expectation that he might be able to get back to work at some point in the year that followed. Two years on after the surgery though, he's had to give up his CDL, downgraded to a chauffeur's license, he says, and his days of commercial hauling seem in the past for good. He's collecting Social Security and financing the Blackout Memorial and Veterans Tribute via donations that come in the form of t-shirt sales, cash from those appreciative of his efforts, hat sales, and more. New website, blackoutinc.org, blackoutinc.org, was built with donated web services by veteran Dave Sewell. And following Timbrook's heart scare, he incorporated the Blackout Tribute Truck as a nonprofit to appropriately account for donations the vast majority of which go to fuel and additions to the truck. His busy holiday parade season, and only getting busier now in his fifth year, can come with a fuel bill of 5000 to 6000 easy, he says. With recent diesel price increases, it's very well likely to pass that number this year. Regarding the events that Blackout attends, I asked Tim Brooke about the copious sound work he's been done, that's been done to the truck, evident pictures showing exterior speakers that you can find via overdriveonline.com. He laid that out, along the way also painting a picture of one of the highlights of the Freightliner's appearance at every event it does. Yeah, I mean, the new sound system was done by a, uh, some friends of mine called Team Wicked Sounds. And, uh, of course, it always had a sound system on it, but it was never great. Um, when these boys got involved, I mean, now I'm, I'm pushing like 2,500 watts of, uh, of power, and I got... Uh, uh, it's also got a power booster to it to keep the amps at full scale, and it's got like 10 speakers on it. Um, 
uh, you can hear me from two blocks away like I'm sitting next to you. And um, the reason why the sound system came into play because a lot of times every event this truck does, it starts out with a moment of silence and it does uh, taps. During the moment of silence, you'll hear the taps, the trumpet taps. And then after that short pause, it always plays the national anthem. And uh, that's what the truck's about. You know, any event that this truck does, it has to do the national anthem. And I've been told certain events that, you know, that, well, you know, might not have time. It does. I don't hear that. Whenever I do an event, I do the national anthem. Unless they're doing it. If they do it, I respect that. It's their event. Then I just sit back and, you know, and I do the respectful thing, which, you know, we should do is, you know, put my hand across my heart and uh, remember those who uh, died for the country and uh, and our veterans. And, uh, but every parade that this truck rolls in, one place or another, it will do the national anthem. And I think the truck's more known for playing music going down to the parade. Uh, it only plays patriotic music um, in the parades. That's what the truck is known for. I have a role at Rolling Thunder now. Um, at Rolling Thunder, my truck every year in in the Pentagon parking lot before the Rolling Thunder uh, um bike ride uh, begins um my truck does the national anthem and i handpick veterans from each branch to hold the collars because my truck carries all the flags and right. the these guys do this proudly and by the time the national anthem's done i don't think that there is a dry eye holding the flags or standing around the flags. And I get told that, you know, I get told all the time that what you did for us today brought us a little peace. You know, and when you hear that from people that fought for our country or lost people, um, you know, that lost people that never come home, uh, when you hear that, it gives me a boost to just keep on hammering it, just keep on driving this message, you know, and uh, getting this statement, you know, louder and louder. Right. And, uh, it seems, and it seems like the more I push it to get louder, uh, the bigger it's getting, like with NASCAR. The NASCAR uh, events, how, how did that? How did those come to be? And how many have you done so far, actually? Where, where has it been? Well, my very first one... My very first one was going to be um, the Pocono race at NASCAR, but they moved me. They moved me to 2019, June 2nd, which I was fine with that because I wasn't quite ready to do the NASCAR at that point. So then all of a sudden I ended up at Richmond, Richmond International Speedway, um, and I did the NASCAR. Uh, down at Richmond, 
and that went very well. And the next thing I know, I'm invited to Dover and the National Hot Rod Association in Ocean City. So it worked out perfect because I went to the National Hot Rod Association Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then Saturday evening, I left Ocean City, Maryland, and traveled up to Delaware for the NASCAR race on Sunday. Okay. And the NASCAR race in at Dover was just, you know, that that was awesome. Uh, that's something I'll never forget. I mean, not just because my truck was there, it's just because I never followed NASCAR. But now I do. You know what I'm saying? Now, now I have an interest in in, in NASCAR because one of my sponsors uh, on the truck is Interstate Batteries. And um, so, you know, it's like when buddy asked me who's my favorite driver, I said, well, I guess it'd have to be the guy that drives Interstate Batteries for this one. They're my sponsor. Interstate Batteries, Timbrook says, has donated all the electrical work he's done to the truck in recent times, batteries included. Well, I haven't, I haven't got a chance to meet Cal Bush. That's in the future. Interstate Batteries had made the statement that um, they want to, they would like for the car and my truck to get photographed together along with the driver. And they would like to put the posters up in their oh, stores. Yeah. So that, nice. that would, yeah, that's going to be awesome. And in uh, Pocono, I'm excited about that track because I'm hoping, I'm hoping uh, I get to run the truck around the track at Pocono. I'm hoping that I finally get to drive the truck, the truck on the track for the national anthem. Yeah, that that would be something, right? That 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 would be my dream. Yeah, is to get that truck across the track and uh, be able to do the national anthem, have them do the national anthem while my truck's going around the track with all the flags blowing. Timbrook has a big season, a big parade season upcoming, and his annual Christmas fun drive is another of his efforts that is well underway as of now. He essentially collects donations that go toward gifts in partnership with the VA in Martinsburg, West Virginia, at Christmas time, as he explains. And what we do is the money we collect, we take it from the United Bank, where the money uh, gets put in, and we'll present Walmart with the check, and they'll present us with um, a card, a Walmart card, and we go shopping. And we spend almost, well, every year we've spent, I guess, 99% of the money right there in Walmart. Um Unless they run out of something, and then we have to go like to maybe Dollar General or or somewhere where we can match that price, because it's it's hard to match Walmart's price because they they most of the time drop it fifty percent off, or they'll match it just so we get to a goal, and um, and then we go down to the VA center a week, you know, anywhere from a week week and a half before Christmas. And we do what we call Christmas with Veterans. And we give gifts out to every veteran in the hospital. 
Parade season for Tim Brook and Blackout gets rolling this Saturday with the Hagerstown, Maryland Mummers Parade, and you'll find a link to a full schedule of events through the end of the year. Pictures of the truck and more information about the scale model built by the new Ray model company to help support Timbrook's support operation itself. The OverdriveOnline.com, search Chuck Timbrook or Blackout for more, or access the schedule via blackoutinc.org. Now a little more from owner-operator Rob Hellahan. As intimated up top, Hellahan's a top-notch owner-op, clearly with top-notch equipment, as regular readers may have seen the early week Channel 19 blog post at OverdriveOnline.com that detailed his custom 2019 Kenworth W900L, the new flagship of the fleet, as it were. Hallahan shared a little of his growing ambivalence about electronic logging devices on the site of an event, in part advocating for the repeal of the ELD mandate, or at least targeted exemptions aiming at, aimed at relieving the burden of ELD use for small trucking. Hallahan and I spoke during That's a Big 10-4 on DC at the staging area at the Fredericksburg, Virginia fair, Fairgrounds, where operators gathered before convoying to the National Mall October 4th. He starts talking here about the 2019 Kenworth directly. I got this truck in April. It's a 2019 W900L. Uh, when I bought it, uh, it had the, the fenders on it already, uh, so I, I just loved the truck. So I bought it and started adding to it, you know, just like I did with my last truck. And okay. I did a lot with uh, Big Rig Chrome Shop okay. up in up in Fond du Lac, Oshkosh, Wisconsin area. Okay. Um, the the T bars are from from Badass Customs, okay. Iowa Customs deck plating, okay. uh, twelve gauge Customs uh, drop visors, okay. gotcha. and then um, River States Customs in La Crosse, Wisconsin. They do all my body work and everything. Okay. So they had the truck for two weeks and and put everything together for me and did all the painting and they do an awesome job there. They did my trailer to match the truck and. Right. Bought it through Des Moines MHC. Okay. I saw it on, on Des Moines MHC, okay. but it was in Oklahoma City. Okay. And, I, and I liked it, so I, I went ahead and called him. I put money down on it over the phone, <laughs> so I knew I had it locked in. You know, I did my sales agreement and everything. And uh, I went down to Oklahoma City to, to look at it, yeah. and they told me they sold it to somebody yesterday. So I, I wow. freaked out. I thought I wasn't going to get it. Right. And I had already sold my other truck. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So it was my it was on my last load. My last load I stopped to go look at it. Okay. And they told me they sold it to somebody else. <laughs> a bit of a miscommunication between geographically separated sales forces as it were, that was cleared up shortly, obviously, as Hallahan took delivery of the truck. He continued with some expl explication of his work on the immaculate, well done interior of the Kenworth. I chromed out everything. Okay. Everything I could chrome out I did it. And then I custom ordered my blankets and pillows and everything to match the exterior of the truck. And then I'm I'm in Chi Town Large Cars. It's a club, yeah. and I did the interior with the theme of Chi Town Large Cars. Also, I saw that on the pillows. Yeah. yeah. Your business is set up uh, such that uh, you're in this truck that you own, and then you have four owner operators, or do you yes, also correct. own? Okay. No, four owner operators. Four owner yeah. operators also. Yeah, and it's actually uh, three owner operators. One of them has two trucks, so he has okay. a driver in one of his trucks. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. I had heard some folks making jokes about the fact that you don't drive anymore, but is, yeah. is I imagine that might uh, the sort of office kind of stuff is taking on a little bit more, uh, uh, taking a little bit more of your day. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I'll, I'll I'll work for a week or two. Yeah. And then I'll 
take off a week or two and do all my office and billing and yeah. all my paper. There's so much paperwork. <laughs> I'm not to the point where I'm ready to hire anybody yeah. to do it for me because I like to learn more and more about trucking. I mean, there's so much in trucking that most people don't even have a clue about if they've never done it. You know, the, the, actual, the actual business side of it. Yeah. Are you are you out, are you going out and calling on customers and uh, going visiting brokers? Or? Yes, I've done a lot. You know, calendars and you know calendars, pens and and uh, business cards, sure. and call, phone calls and yeah. things like that. You know, to to get a relationship built up with different customers. We get a lot of people that we've done loads for before. And they call us back and want us to work for them again. Yeah. And a lot of repeat customers. That's cool. And, uh, in terms of in terms of those customers, are you are you doing a mix of direct and broker freight, or, or is it uh, actually we don't do any direct? No direct. Actually, customer. no direct at all. Yeah. But we do direct customers through broker base, yep. where the broker is doing the business with that direct, and that and that direct asks the broker to call me. I don't think I. I'm, I'm not set up in the way where I can be chasing down loads if I don't have a truck there to do it. Yeah. I can't promise somebody you can't something go ahead I can't promise do. somebody in a contract. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I am, I am actually thinking, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get my broker's license and I'm going to become a broker also. That way I can make contracts with different businesses yeah. and then guarantee them that I'm going to get that load. You can use other, that way, you can use other independent carriers. Yes. So. That way if I can't get the load covered, I can put it on the load board and I can broker it out to somebody. Yeah. And I think that would be the smartest way to go route-wise with me right now. Yeah. That way I can build a customer base of my own interest. As Hallahan and I talked at the beginning rally point for That's a Big Ten Four on BC down in Fredericksburg, I as participants prepped their trucks for show the following day on the National Mall, I asked Hallahan how he found time to get to Virginia from Lacrosse, Wisconsin, for the event this year. I pulled a really good load out to Pennsylvania, and then I deadheaded from Pennsylvania to here, and I'll stay here and do what do what I do best, and huh. then turn around and deadhead back home. What what's your what's your sense of this uh, this event? Like you know, what is it what does it sort of mean for you? I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. Um, I still don't agree with, you know, I was in the ELD or me and I was here last year yeah, protesting yeah. The, the ELDs and now I kind of have a love-hate relationship with them. I hate the fact that I'm told I have to have one, but I love the fact that they're in my trucks because I can follow and track my drivers and and I have that security of the, knowing that they're legal if they get in an accident, things like that. Right. I, I have a different feeling about it now that I have more trucks, but I still think that they need to fix the hours of service to make them so we can do our job smarter, be more responsible, stop the 14 hour clock when we're stuck sitting someplace for four hours or if we want to stop and take a nap. Um, now, now to me, it's more about the hours of service than it is about than it is about the e-logs. I really, I really don't care about the e-logs so much anymore. No. I hate that they tell us we have to have them. Right, right. It's interesting that you found that you found some utility in it when you started yeah. adding folks, right? Like, yeah. Well, I can keep track of their if the miles. I can, you know, I can. Simple, I, if, right? if a broker calls me up at six o'clock in the morning, 
and wants to know where my driver is, I don't have to call and wake him up. If he just went to bed at midnight, I can pull out my phone and I can tell him exactly where that truck is at and what time he stopped and when he's going to get rolling again. Yeah. Or even judge, you know, what time I think he will deliver that load. Right, right. You know, so it, it, I utilized it to yeah. work as a benefit to me and kind of a safety cushion for me too to give me peace of mind that he's not running illegally yeah. you know now a year ago i would have gave you a completely different answer because i didn't have anybody else it was just me and i knew what i needed to do but i do hate the fact that we're told we have to have them yeah. if they said if they said tomorrow you know what you don't have to have them anymore i'd probably take the one out of my truck but i'd keep them in the other four and that's just being honest. Do you think your Do you think your owner operators would be happy about that? I don't think they'd be very happy. But they make enough money that I don't think they'd care. How, yeah, how, how's business has been good for a lot of folks? Has it been up pretty pretty good for you guys this year? My rates have doubled in the last year. Really? They've doubled? doubled. They've doubled. Wow. That's yeah. yeah that's substantial. But and that's you're because hauling, you're hauling dry freight. I haul dry freight, but I haul specialized dry freight. Okay. It's things that most people don't haul. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you what it is. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Not hazmat, is it? No, no, I don't haul any hazmat. It's a lot of it's it's just specialized stuff. You know, pad wrap. Okay. A lot of takes a lot of doing I have to call a roll back in to take it off my trailer sometimes yesterday we had to cut a pole out of the front of a store and tear a door out okay uh, load I did a couple weeks ago I had to cut a wall out of a grocery store in order to get the load into the into the store I mean a lot of <laughs> a lot of different things I might hazard a couple guesses but I'll leave it up to your imagination in any case that's a wrap for this edition of overdrive radio till next time stay safe out there